Guts and Grit Podcast. A podcast where we discuss overcoming the odds, resiliency, and never giving up. Join us each week as hosts John Melson and Mark Renahan discuss coming back from failure and never quitting. Guts and Grit, it's go time. Welcome to the Guts and Grit Podcast. This is episode 17. I am your host, Mark Renahan. Of course, I have my co-host, as always, from Fort Benning, Sergeant Melson. How are you, Sergeant Melson? Doing all right, Mark. How are you doing today? Well, we got a great show today. Uh, a gentleman that I've had the pleasure of interviewing before, but they do say behind every man is a good woman. So today he brought with him his wife, who I suspect may be behind all of his good work, but we won't say that. Today we have with us Jeremy and Johanna Cole. They are coming to us from the incredible nonprofit Soul Survivor Outdoor. You can check them out at www.soulsurvivoroutdoor.org. I'm not going to try to spell that and screw it all up. However, Jeremy and Johanna, welcome and thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Mark. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe we, we like to jump right in and throw your right your feet into the fire. I, I know you are both veterans, so maybe you could both kind of give us a quick bio of yourselves. And of course, tell us how you met and uh, brought you together at Soul Survivor. Go ahead. Jimmy. Uh, we met in 2012 at Fort Leonard Wood. I was um, an instructor at the NCOE Academy, and Jeremy was a um, AIT instructor for the 12 Bravo soldiers. And we met and hit it off and we're 10 years into our marriage, two little girls, mm -hmm. but um, I did um, 14 and a half ish, 15 years. I had the girls and I got out to be a mom and Jeremy finished his career, retired at 24. But um, we, you know, been through so many, I did three deployments to Iraq. Jeremy did um, Afghanistan, Iraq, Kosovo, Panama, all the, right? Not Panama. Oh my bad, I'm sorry. Um, I apologize. Not Kuwait. Kuwait, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But um, we love our soldiers and we love our military members. And um, obviously being in those boots um, for so many years and being through just all the everyday rigmarole that the military brings, the deployments and everything, we realized that um, there was a need for something more for our active duty members. So we kind of just dove into that. And I think before all that had happened, we had lost, you know, many battle buddies to suicide, um, drug overdoses, alcohol issues. And then we had lost a few other friends from other things. But we realized that the army, the medicine and um, the, the psychiatrist, it's just not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And we realized that there was more. And so we are um, a faith-based organization. We bring um, God into the mix. And I, we've really seen a huge impact, impact that mm -hmm. that has uh, made on our active duty members. Um, you know, there's also, I mean, you can go with statistics all over the world here, but we've gone statistics through um, just your average um, secular rehab and their percentages are probably no more than 30%. Mm -hmm. And you have a faith-based rehab and we're looking at in the 70, 80% of success rates. So yeah, so it's, you know, we have to compare, everybody wants to focus on mental health purely or physical health, and they don't take into aspect of spiritual health, and that's what Soul Survivor does. We're not saying we purely focus on spiritual health, it's a holistic thing. Um, and what we do is we partner with military units, and we get their soldiers, their, their Marines, their sailors, and we take them on outdoor activities. 
rock climbing, skeet shooting, skydiving, whitewater rafting, surfing, and we let them have a good time. They get the day off, you know, horseback riding. We feed them lunch. We give them our story. In the Christian world, we call it a testimony, right? We give them our story of our veteran struggles that we've been through, all right? And we talk to them about faith. Uh, and we tell them about, you know, how faith, along with the physical health and mental health, can make the structure that will prop them up when hard times come. Because we're not trying to tell them everything's going to be great if you believe in God. No, it's that's, I mean, look at Job, right? Um, you're going to suffer through life. It's what life is, okay? But, um, but you, if you have the tools right. necessary to get through it, and we want to provide those tools. And we have found that with the Lord on our side, with God in our lives, that we're able to get through more hurdles. Um, we're able to get through some of the harder times that, you know, we start, there's a hope, right? There's a light at the end of the tunnel when you add that spiritual element to it. And so a lot of these guys and gals that are in our military, they're serving right now. There's no hope at the end of it all. There's no light. And they're just kind of, yeah, it's great. It can be pretty just dark. Living life day at a time wondering why, what, what's, what am I doing? Yeah. And Joe and I know, you know, a lot of these barracks soldiers, uh, Marines, sailors, they go to the barracks and their life is drink, 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 play video games, sit in this dark little hole in the barracks and barracks, barracks aren't all that, you know, and it can be really depressing. And then when there's a dramatic event in their lives, they don't know how to deal with it and they don't know how to cope. Yeah. And so they go back to the bottle, which in, in the end just kills them. Yeah. And, so, and is, you know, like, it's funny because, not funny, excuse me, but you know, you both you know, been together now, but you both deployed, you know, between the three uh, you deployed. A lot of our veterans in the last 20 years have deployed. Now, I, I'm not a veteran and I don't know what it's like to deploy, but I have to imagine um, during deployments, you miss home tremendously, uh, you know, and you're, you're you, I know you guys lean on one another, which is fantastic. But uh, like John and I have discussed before, sometimes when you, you know, you deployed, you're leaning on your fellow veterans. When you come back out and get into the civilian life, it's a little difficult to do that. So my, my, I'm going to let John get in. With, I just have one question before I do that. And and first, Johanna, it's it's good that you uh, have deployed twice. I know that wasn't prepare you totally for motherhood, but th- excuse me, three times. So that's some good training for motherhood, which is probably a, a little more dangerous and difficult now that you've taken oh, on that task. But Johnny, uh, what, what do you think? I mean, do you do you agree? Do you, do you do you ever? I mean, I know as we come from the uh the staple of irish catholics up there in boston do you have a turn on faith as you uh you know been on your many deployments so as far as having my faith i'm not um i probably need to refine myself uh, and 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 actually get get more involved religiously um but i do i do believe in a higher power i I was raised catholic you know how it is back home mark um, and th- what Jeremy and Johanna are supporting and, and trying to communicate to, to soldiers about the holistic, right? You're working on your physical, you know, your, your mental status, and then that religious support to build that up, your, to, to work on your soul, right? Like, the, like their program's called Soul Survivor, you know, to realize they're, you know, we're Christians, we're Catholic, right? So we believe in Jesus Christ and, and you know, his sacrifice that he made for all of us. So we believe in that. Uh, that that's our belief system. But that doesn't. They're not pitching. From my understanding, is they're not just pitching Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Like like, it, it's that holistic approach, like they mentioned, right? It's that that religious, that soul, that deep inside you to you know try and strengthen so you can become more resilient. You can train your body to be hard and to take take a whooping, right? Take a physical pounding. You can train your mind to to become more mentally tough, but how do we work on our soul, 
right? When those three aspects come in full circle and, and you're improving in all three realms, like you, you really do become, and I don't want to take away any of their thunder, but you really do become what I always say is, you know, you, you want to train to be hard to kill. So you train in all those aspects. You're like un, undefeatable because you have a belief in a higher power. You believe you, which instills like a sense of purpose and there's meaning to what you're doing and what happens. Um, then, you know, you work on your body physically to withstand it and do that. And then mentally you just develop a mental toughness. So all of that contributes to a resiliency to what I have seen and the great stuff that they're doing. It, it, it has an enormous impact. I follow soul survivor on my social media and I see all the different things we've come across each other at Fort Bragg and at Fort Benning and, and, and seen the, the impact and the soldiers that they go out and they, they get involved with. They're very involved in, in the program and, and it's awesome. It's awesome. I, I hope more units take advantage of the opportunity. That's actually my next question. Are these active units that you guys work with? Is it, you know, is it guys who are out or is it active, you know, duty folks? Active duty only. Only active duty. They wow. have to be on active. And we'll support reservists and National Guard if they're going on to or coming off a of deployment. So if they're on uh, orders or whatever, um, we're not opposed to that, obviously. We, we want to support our National Guard and reserve as well. It's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, active duty. And um, there's so many veteran um, organizations out there. And we love that. That's amazing. But there are, what, 45,000 plus veteran organizations in America? Veteran nonprofits. And so there's, I think, four to 500 vets per one organization. And that's awesome that we're getting help for the vets and we're getting things for them. But our goal is to get it before they get out, before they have the hardships of being a civilian, before they're struggling with what they're going to do and who they are without that uniform. That's our goal. Mm -hmm. So that, I mean, that's actually super. So you, you, I didn't even think of that. You get to the guys before they get out and, you know, hopefully we won't need one day 45,000 veterans organizations because, you know, groups like Soul Survivor will, you know, get you prepared for that. So are you guys nationwide or I, I'm, I'm actually, I know we've talked about this before, Jeremy, but as I'm getting older, my memory goes. Um, and how do you pick certain units and how does that work? Um, relationships. We developed relationships while we were in the military. That's how I know John. That's why we're here, right? Yeah. Um, but I was an instructor. Joanna was an instructor. And that means a lot of different people from a lot of different units interacted with us at some point. Um, last year, we were in 11 states. We served 1,500 service members. And we have mm, a battery of 48 volunteers and five, like, active permanent volunteers. And that's us, her. We've got a California chapter that runs out of Pendleton and um, Texas. a little bit of Twin Nine Palms. Yeah. yeah, Texas chapter that is, you know, mainly, mainly hood, yeah. touches bliss every once in a while, but we're so far away from where the volunteer is. And then we just moved to Tennessee to touch bases, um, Campbell, Benning, uh, Bragg, and we're hoping soon to get to Camp Lejeune. Yeah, so we're, we geographically located ourselves intentionally, living in an RV, sold our <laughs> house in Dallas, to move up here. And be in between these military bases. Fort Bragg, it's a couple hours that way. Fort Campbell's a couple hours that way. Fort Benning's a couple hours. You know what I mean? We're literally geographically located to where we can move in any direction and hit an army base within a couple hours. Yeah, a couple of hours. And uh, I'm literally driving to Fort Campbell today to go do a Soul Survivor event tomorrow with the cavalry unit in the uh, 3rd Brigade 101st Airborne Division. And that's going to be sporting place. So... To go back to your question really quick, because I, I don't feel like we touched too much on that. We go and 
go with the command groups, first sergeant commander, and we say, hey, this is who we are, this is what we do. And Jeremy knows most of them because they're his engineer buddies from being in the army for so long. And they're in sergeant major positions, first sergeant positions. They're in positions of authority to say, yes, you can do this with my soldiers. And so we just basically go to the command teams and say, hey, like I said, here we are. This is who we are. So we do. We'd love to have 30 to 40 soldiers on this day at this time if that works for you. And usually the date works. If it doesn't, we, you know, we left and right a little bit. But um, that's how we've been able to do this is we've made relationships with command teams. If there's a need and, you know, there's yeah. need costs. The 501c3 is a business. In Alaska. Right. Need those you know, there was a like, for instance, there was a pop up need in Alaska. And we had never done an overseas uh, trip. Oconus. Uh, we know it's an overseas it's over Canada. Um, but a bunch of guys couldn't go home on leave because they couldn't afford plane tickets because plane tickets right now are ginormous and mm -hmm. E1 through E4s don't get paid a lot. Um, so a friend called me and I said, you know, let's do this. And we grabbed our sole survivor kit and we headed up to Alaska and we did three days, two days of rock climbing and one day of whitewater rafting. And uh, it was awesome. Right. So we got to do that and we're trying to spread to other places. But again, you know, there's a lot of factors. The number of volunteers we have, yeah. um, money. Of course, that right? Everything we do, we pay a vendor to take our guys out. Skydiving, skeet shooting, um, whitewater rafting. Yeah. We have to pay a climbing guide. But we've been right? blessed in that way, too, where everybody we've used has given us significant discounts because they love what we do and they love our service members. Mm -hmm. So financially, it hasn't been horrible, but yeah. we're still obviously we that that's what makes mm -hmm. things go and work. Yeah, and, obviously. You know, you have to you pay the people for what what they can do for you and for the soldier uh service member so yeah it's 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 you know it's geographic it's not always easy uh i get in a lot of planes and i fly to a lot of places where they're service members and i do my best to serve them along with rick wolf and rick Cotto and some other guys that are out there in the community that are veterans that do this and rick wolf founded this um back in 2014 so in 29 palms um so he started with marines and he kept working with the Marines, and then he met Joanna and I, and then suddenly his army world opened up, and the army is the <laughs> biggest animal of the armed services. It's not, maybe not the, always the best animal, but it's the biggest, all right? It's the elephant. And he just asked, you know, who do you know? And we're like, we know everybody. A lot. So we, we literally know everybody um, in the army, as far as touching units at different bases. So, yeah, it's been pretty amazing. Johnny, my, my question is now, are you going to get some of your soldiers out to this uh, soul survivor or what? I'm putting you on the spot here, but do you, what, what, you, do you enjoy this, John? I can see, I know you just enjoy having one of your army guys on here. I can see you both <laughs> giggling under your breath, but what, what's your take, Johnny? Well, a couple of times, Jeremy's invited me to come out because <clears throat> we ended up being co-located. Unfortunately, due to my work schedule, I, I wasn't able to uh, participate in anything, but I have... And I've introduced uh, Jeremy and Rick Wolf in, I have introduced them to very senior leaders within the National Guard uh, leadership up at the, the, the Pentagon level, up at Washington, DC, as well as leadership down here at Fort Benning at the Warrior Training Center. Um, so to, to open up those doors and re-engage those opportunities, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, unfortunately, right now, my current position, um, <laughs> I, it, I don't have any soldiers that work under me right now. Yeah, uh, this, the assignment I currently have just has me in that position for now. But if I was in a position where I had soldiers, this is definitely a program that I would encourage them to participate in because I believe in what they're doing. I believe in the cause, the effects that it has, and I've seen the impacts. So to see all to have all of that to validate, you know, having pursuing and and 
and pushing people to go do that it, to see what the end result's going to be. I already know it's going to come out positive because I've already been watching it happen to other people. Um, but one thing I, I did want to mention, because I, I have a, a, a little personal thing for Johanna. Um, I know uh, Jeremy knows I have a daughter. Uh, so she, everyone calls her a mini me. She looks like me. I feel sorry for her, but she looks just like me. She has expressed a lot of interest lately about wanting to join the army. And she's like, I don't know if it's for a girl. And, you know, she's 19 years old. She's nervous. And, you know, now today I have, I have you on the show, Johanna, and you are 12 Bravo. So no, I was in, I was at 31 Bravo. I was in military police. Oh, okay. All right. So you said 31 Bravo. Jeremy was a 12 Bravo. My, my yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Right, real quick. What's 12 Bravo? Combat engineer. I blow things up. That's what I thought. Okay. And 31 <laughs> Bravo is the, uh, MP, is the MP. Yeah. You, you were a sapper, Jeremy, correct? Would that be the, the proper term if a civilian was referring to you as a sapper? I believe you were you were you were Sergeant Melson's instructor at one point. I was, I was. He's okay. Sapper instructor twice. Ah, okay. Any, any because, stories there we need to know about? Just throw them out there if there is. I'm just like. Well, it. I don't think he had ever um, failed any course he'd ever been to until he came to Sapper School. And I'm not going to say he failed. He got really sick. That's when the wine flu was a big thing, and every Sapper student got it in that class, and everybody in that class had to recycle over. Um, he came back. He thought he was just going to beast through our school, being all big and tough. <laughs> he has not been that big ever since the course. I think we traumatized him uh, because he's lost a lot of weight. And now he's actually very physically fit and not just super strong. Um, but he came back. He, he came back 35 pounds lighter, I think, the second time. And he he smoked it. He killed it. John Melson is. Yeah, I'm sure you already know he's he's a hero um, in the National Guard world as, as well as in the Army. If you look at his resume. So I knew that this guy would be back. You know what I mean? Like you talk to a guy and, and realize this one ain't quitting on us. You know what I mean? He's just too much. Um, the other stories I can't say uh, in public. So I'm just going to leave the text you that. It does have to do with the long run and the urge to go to the bathroom. And I wouldn't let him. I, I think so, I've heard parts of that story before. And we will yeah. keep that off this just in case yeah, yeah. Any of my bosses are listening. But <laughs> that now. So. <laughs> question about the female in the army oh i'm sorry yeah that's right is that okay if we talk john's, john's yeah daughter? no i i would love to hear what your opinion is if how about this johanna if i if if there was a, a young you know any young ladies right now young woman who were thinking about joining the army what would your words of advice be to them would you a agree say yes say no what are your words of encouragement and advice for any young ladies out there listening to the Guts and Grit Show who might want to join the Army? So I joined almost 20 years ago. Um, the Army in 03 was way different than the Army that it is now. Um, I would say you have to look at the current administration. You have to look at where are you mentally? Where are you physically? Because if you're not mentally able to take people in your face, and, well, I don't know if that's a thing these days, but if you're not able to take um, someone telling you what to do, if you can't handle leadership and authority, uh, the military is not for you. Um, if you are willing to push yourself no matter what, then yeah. I think that, and there, there is some stuff politically that I could get into and I'm not going to, but there's a few things right now in, in the last year or so that has happened with our military that if you agree with it, then that's fine. If you don't, then you might want to question, are you going to join the military? Because they're making certain things mandatory. And I know a lot of people aren't agreeing with stuff, but 
Uh, I believe any female can do it. I did it. Um, I loved it. I, like I said, I got out because I thought it was the best thing for my kids. I had two little girls within 16 months and I wasn't going to leave them. We were set to deploy and army deployments are a year long. And so I had seen too many moms leave their kids behind and come back and their kids don't know them. And they did it over and over and their kids have no relationship with them. And now their kids are adults and they're having to start all over with their children and getting to know them. And I didn't want that. So we just prayed about it and did pros and cons. And the best for us was for me to get out and stay home with the kids. But I would say that if you're young and you're physically fit and you're mentally strong and you're okay with what's going on in the world today and you are able to handle some of that because I feel like they've taken the military and turned it into a little bit of a social experiment, which I don't agree with. But I think that it is for any female. Um, but you have to be willing to work hard and you have to be willing to take, you can't go in there and be woe is me and be the victim. You can't play the female card. You just can't. Um, you have to be a little, um, you have to have some intestinal fortitude. You have to be able to push through when things get a little bit rough. You have to be able to, I mean. It's a man's world. It is, and it is. And I'm going to say this and people are not going to agree with me. And that's okay. The military is a man's world. And I don't care who you are. And I don't care if you've been a female sergeant major for 30 years. The military is a man's world. Not saying that females can't be successful. But it's just, it's just what it is. It's a masculine environment. Right. Right. And but, I, was okay with that. I didn't have an issue with that. I, I did well in the military. I, I got out as a Sergeant First Class E7 at 14 years. Um, I think that if I would have stayed in and kept going, I could have made Sergeant Major. But obviously that wasn't my route. But John, can I say, give your daughter my number and I would love to talk to her one-on-one -on, -one on the phone. Because there's so much that I want to tell her that I can't say on the podcast. But um. Yep. I think the biggest things are mental health and um, physical. If you're mentally strong mm -hmm. and you're physically strong, I think you can make it. You can do it. And when I say it's a man's world, just realize what I'm saying. Again, it's a masculine environment. It doesn't. It's actually more becoming a woman's world. There are more and more women joining the military now than there yeah. ever have been. They're being exposed into combat roles, and some are being successful, and some are not. So. And yeah. let me just um, clear up this little myth that I feel like every uh, has been talking about. Females have been on the front line for a long time. Yeah, since 2001. When I was in Iraq on 03, I was a 50 cal gunner, and I was on the we were on the front lines. Yeah. Like, so when they say that females are now allowed to be infantry and everybody's losing their mind about females being in the front lines, it's been happening for a while. Yeah. What's more difficult, 50 cal shooting or kids diapers? What do you think? Kids, oh, kids, 100. Kids. I figured that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Else pink, pink missing a pink missing somebody that has the intent to kill yeah. you is much easier than oh, yeah. children. So, sure. oh, yeah. All right, so let me ask you another question. How many people do you guys have working now, either volunteer or whatever, with Soul Survivors? Is there a lot of you, or is it just you guys and Rick? Or um, it's us, Rick. There's a guy in Texas, Tony, uh, and there's another Rick who um, he runs around with me sometimes. But realistically, full time six i think uh but we have a battery of volunteers at every place we go we call we say hey we're doing this can you come out um and, and that's great can we get churches involved we get local units involved you know what i mean it's especially churches around the military bases they're mm -hmm. filled with veterans yep. who are wanting to help out and be a part of the military yeah. again so that's where we get a lot of our people from we just kind of hey here's what yeah. we do and they show up we don't hide it we're a faith-based organization yeah. we believe in in holistic health and we're going to talk to you about our perspective on spirituality, which is Christian, right? But we don't 
we're not opposed. If any other group wants to come out that's Buddhist, Muslim, Jewish, whatever, and do the same thing we're doing, more power to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to so. say, so like if, if there was soldiers of different faiths, hey, they're going to come out and just going to get the whole approach of, you know, we're not trying to push <laughs> our religion on you. We're just trying to push having a religion, having exactly. a spiritual aspect to your life to help you get along. I like that a lot, actually. That's a, that's yeah. a good... Uh, and, and go ahead. We've had Jewish, Muslim, every walk of life that you yeah, can imagine come. Norsemen. Yeah, we've had Vikings come. Yeah. Uh, bearded guys come out, and I'm a Viking, and I'm like, all right, man, and cool. Good you know, with them. It's been really, it's been interesting. It's yeah. been neat. Now, and, and just so I'm not like, not going to lie to you, I ask if anybody would like to hear a message of salvation. If they don't want to, they can head out the doors, smoke a cigarette, drink a beer, you know, not a beer, excuse me, drink a soda. Uh, don't we, we don't provide alcohol. No uh, beer before you know skeet I mean? shooting. Like, what I'm saying is nobody, it's illegal for me to proselytize soldiers, right? Which means I cannot force Christian talk on them. All right. I can ask them if they would like it. So everybody that comes to our events is not forced. It's voluntary. No one has to. We don't do them on the military base. For that reason, okay, we do them off the base at a civilian place, and they volunteer to be there. I ask the unit if they'd like to make a list of volunteers to come to this event, and they get the day off, right? We'll give and them some food, and they know. The first thing I ask them, did, you, are, did everybody volunteer to be here? Yes. Did you all know that we're a Christian faith-based organization? Yes. Once they say yes, cool. But if they say no, I tell them, you can leave if you want to. You do not have to be here. I'll give you a ride. So, because we don't want to, obviously make anybody upset and bait and switch it we're not doing that we're being honest right this is who we are so but if you're a vet of any any bit you know whatever and you want to come out to soul survivor and just have a day with other vets learning about i mean it just sounds like a great day to me like you know you go out and shoot some clays with your fellow <laughs> yeah. soldiers you know everyone's in a good mood and you, you're getting to know again the the Many people don't know the spiritual, uh, I can't even say it, spiritualistic reproach. Did I say that right? Anyway, <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I, it help, as I get older, I find myself more and more, you know, attempting that at least. A lot of it, I yeah. just, you know, walks outside in nature, help you kind of just get grounded sometimes. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it's a great, great thing you're doing and you're helping <laughs> veterans, which of course, well, actually, you're helping active duty people. So yeah. that's even, you know, that's even more important. And they, they're not well, training them to be hard to kill, John. I think they're trying to have a little fun for the day. Yeah, they are trying, trying to have a little fun. What we tell the command team, too, is, you know, we're not just taking them to, to mess around for the day. We're taking them in hopes to give them back to a little bit mentally stronger, um, physically stronger, you know, spiritually stronger. And so we're sending you back with hopefully a better product than what you gave us. Yeah, we believe we're actually changing culture with the military. Um, because if you have faith, you hold yourself to, you know, if you believe in God, you're, you guys are uh, Catholic Christian and we're Christians. And so we hold ourselves to a higher objective moral standard. Right. Which means if I do that, that means I shouldn't be doing shouldn't be right. We're all sinners. Right? But I should probably hold myself to that standard and be doing a little bit better. Make better choices. Right? Make better choices. And once you inculcate somebody with that mindset, right, they're going to try and be a better soldier because the, being a soldier is all about the same things as being a Christian. Loyalty, duty, you know, self-service, respect, honor, integrity, personal courage. You know, those are all properties of being a Christian, in my opinion. Right. So we're just telling them things they already know. But now we're putting their feet to the fire because now they have to live up to the fact that there's a God. Right. And he's watching you. And I'm not saying he's sitting here going to throw lightning bolts at you, but you should live up to the standard. Right. Um, of God. Jesus. So that's what we're trying to let these people know, whether they believe in, you know, um, Islam or, or Judaism or Buddhism. Um, they're living up to doing that to live up to some sort of higher objective moral purpose. 
Um, and that's the other thing. We noticed that a lot of guys, when they go down the rabbit hole and they get an alcoholism, drugs, suicide, um, it's when they've lost purpose. Right? We've seen some very mentally and physically strong individuals. I mean, there's a colonel in the Ranger Battalion, uh, 75th Ranger Regiment, who was in the 75th. He got out and he killed himself within a year. That's one of the strongest mental, physical human beings in the world. Still killed himself. You know, Ranger Sapper guy, uh, Major, former commander of Sapper Air Corps, killed himself. Why? I, I believe it's because there was a dark spot in their soul and they were missing purpose again. So how can we provide that? And it's not a suicide prevention program. We believe we are not life enabling. You right? talk about resiliency, though, and, and mm-hmm. it's part of what we do. Yeah. Um, another thing that we I think that is neat that we do is when we have our group of soldiers there or Marines or airmen, whoever we have, we try to do it. And correct me if I'm wrong, so that it's just like lower enlisted or it's just the NCOs because we don't want the E1s, E2s, we don't want them to be um, timid all day because they've got leadership breathing down their neck. We want that day to be a day where they can just take a load off, you know, they can have fun. They don't have to worry about, you know, Sergeant so-and-so wondering what are you saying and what are you doing. It's just for them to to just breathe, to enjoy their day off, to just have fun, to relax. And then, you know, obviously we share testimony time and we feed them and give them a t-shirt and hand them on their way. But that's what we, we try to break up the levels of rank. That way there's well, different days, different stuff, any, different mindset. Anybody can come, any rank. We're fine with that. But when they show up, I will tell the people who have rank, like, hey, this is for your soldiers, service members. They're going to chill today. Yeah. I don't want any yelling. I don't want any pressure. This is a pressure-free day. And by the way, we don't do this on weekends. No. We if we're gonna if we're gonna do this for the commander, he has to give us a day. In other words, the soldier gets the day off. So if I walked up to you, Mark, and I said, "Hey, you get the day off. You just got to come listen to this Christian guy talk about physical, mental, and spiritual health." What time, what time do I have to be there? What time do I have to be there? I don't care what yeah. you're talking about. Day off. Let's exactly. do it. So no, I, I that's actually a great strategy right there. And nobody wants Sergeant Melson at the clay shoot if they're trying to shoot in peace and he's checking out their form, making sure they're hitting their targets and yelling at them. They're going to be all stressed out. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, guys, I got to tell you, it's amazing what you do. Um, I, I, I'm so excited to have you on today. I want to thank you so much for sharing with us. We're coming to the end of our time. I don't like to go too long. Johnny, I'm going to let you say a few more words. But for everybody out there, I mean, I guess this is more, uh, you know, because Soul Survivor, like all nonprofits, can, I'm sure use some donations and help. And I'm sure on their website, you'll be able to find how to do that. It's www.soulsurvivoroutdoor.org. We'll put it in the facebook comments and all that my anthony's here he's listening so johnny you want you want to take us out with whatever else you have left for us today uh just a couple of things i want i want to say about about uh johanna and, and jeremy right like most of our shows have been you know we started off with 9 11 and we've we've progressed on we're at episode 17 now and majority over 90 something percent of our shows have been about people that are giving back whether they're a veteran or somebody that's endured something and they they, they took what life that was given back to them as a second chance and, and, and giving back to the world, right. Giving back to humanity and, you know, to sit here and, and, uh, you know, I get to call them friends, right. All these people we've had on here and, you know, like Jeremy and Johanna, um, they're they're more than friends, right. But for right now, I'm going to say, I'm going to just lump them all in as, as being a friend of mine. And, you know, the things that they're doing for these soldiers that are still serving, right? They've walked in those boots. They put those miles in. They've, they, 
They grinded that sand overseas in their teeth on deployments. Um, and here they are still. They got out and they still have a bond to want to give back. They did their time. They retired. A lot of people retire. They go their way. They don't look back. And they still stay within, I'll say, the family of, of the military, right, to try and give back and, and continue to contribute in the capacity that they are. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a lucky person to have people that are friends like this. Right? Um, and to think, like, from the trials and tribulations, things that they went through in their career, and think, like, when you went through, guys, when you were going through your career, if you had people like you as mentors, right? We talk about resiliency and, and teaching strength and everything. Like, and if you had these kinds of people earlier on, like you said, Joanna, you, you know, like 20 years ago when you came in, you had people like you reaching out to you in uniform, getting you through hard times and teaching you coping and, and how to develop that inner strength and that spiritual, you know, up, upbringing, how much better off you would be. So those soldiers that you're setting up now, like we teach in, in the military, like we're, we're going to set you know, our next generation up for success. And it's amazing that these guys are out there doing these types of things. And I, I man, I love you guys. I appreciate what you're doing. <laughs> awesome and, stuff. Feelings mutual. We, uh, we will always love you. So don't worry about that. Um, how could we not look at you? You're beautiful. So, <laughs> John, I think your daughter probably has a different hairstyle than you. I know that you said she looks just like you. She might have a little bit of a different hair style than you do. So, all right, everyone, thank you for tuning in this week. Again, we had Jeremy and Johanna Cole on. They are with an incredible group called SoulSurvivorOutdoor.org. They, of course, are both veterans. Thank you for your service, by the way, all three of you. But they continue to give back by working with active duty veterans and bringing a holistic approach. I think that might be a way to say it, but trying to give a little spiritual and uh, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't think they'll say this, but maybe a little fun and day off for some of the guys and girls out there. I know it's completely about that, but maybe a little bit to give the guys a little bit of a break. So oh, yeah. Jeremy and Johanna, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Everybody Mark. follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and you can check us out on all of the uh, podcast formats. Thank you all so much. Have a great week and see you next week on the Guts and Grit podcast. Thanks, Mark. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. Guts and Grit. Like, subscribe, comment, share.